Crypto Watch is presented by theconstantinvestor.com. I'm Alan Kohler, and every day my writing and podcasts put the financial world into context with a focus on the issues that matter. Join us today. It's only a dollar for the first month. And now it's time for this week's Crypto Watch. Greg Demopoulos here with this week's interview for The Constant Investor, and today it's with Sam Nicholas, a partner and the Chief Operating Officer at Gilbert & Tobin. Sam's topic of choice that he'll be speaking about is evolution or revolution, how smart contracting, blockchain and disruptive technology is transforming legal services. So I thought I'd give him a call to find out more about the issue. Sam, the term smart contract is thrown around quite often these days, but in essence, what exactly is a smart contract and how do they work? Oh, so smart contracts, uh, you're right, they are, they are use a, a phrase that's uh, thrown around a lot and sometimes uh, I hear people refer to them as being neither contracts nor smart, but uh, they actually do have um, a, a an opportunity to change the way a lot of commercial transactions work like by having certain obligations be self-executing and um, effectively having uh, pieces of code uh, that can be triggered by certain events and allow um, the completion of those contracts to occur uh, effectively, automatically, and without um, without further intervention and enforcement. Um, an example could be uh, somebody charging for certain sorts of events that are picked up by a, an IoT sensor and that then sends a trigger to release some funds to a certain person. So that really has, does, uh, I guess, create a new way for um, transactions to take place. And what impact are they having or will they have on the legal industry? So it's, a, it's an interesting thing. The legal industry, if I sort of step back a little bit, is um, it is an industry that's undergoing a lot of change and, and much of this is, is technology generated. Um, the legal industry for many years has been entirely a labour a labour-driven industry with very little capital. So uh, all of the the work and the legal services have been produced by, you know, labour, but high-talent high labour and highly skilled labour, but labour nonetheless. And what we're seeing um, in our industry is more and more capital and technology coming into it. Now, some of that starts with a, a more general sort of technology like the automation of lower-value tasks and um, work being de- decomposed to lower cost resources and, and we're now starting to see AI type technology coming into things like document review. And similarly, uh, the idea of, of smart contracts and self-executing contracts can have a, a real change to the legal industry. And I think what's quite profound about this is it may not just change how we how we produce legal services, which is what a lot of those other technologies I mentioned are about, but it may also change exactly what it is that we produce. Um, you know, lawyers play a very important role when we um, when help clients, and, and they get rewarded when clients to deal with risk. The promise, I guess, of, of a world of commercial transactions with smart contracts is that that uncertainty, whether it's of ownership or of execution, um, and risks associated, associated with it will be reduced. Um, and that, that could have a which to offer the sort of work that they'll need to do on those types of transactions. That's kind of the long-term impact. Um, I think the interesting thing for the legal industry is that the transition from the transition towards that kind of world that, that may occur um, is going to take a lot of work. Um, you know, moving from uh, assets being uh, where the authority for ownership is based on paper or based on a central authority to some sort of tokenized ownership model or 
contracts moving from uh, sort of execution in the so-called real world to smart contracts, um, that's going to be a, a big change. In the, and I think lawyers uh, who are skilled in that area will have a lot of uh, work to do and, and a, a large role to play um, bringing all of the concepts of property law and contract law and, and governance to the, to the new world. So the transition could be very interesting for lawyers in terms of how to help make that happen, but uh, we will need to adapt to what the future will look like um, as that evolves. You touched on it in your answer just then, but in terms of artificial intelligence and blockchain and the work that lawyers do here, is that already having an impact now? It's having an early impact. I think um, to some extent, so if I take AI, I'll, I'll take, take them separately. If I take AI, um, I, I think we sort of went through a curve where... Um, you know, a few years ago, everybody was saying um, it's never going to happen. It can't happen to um, the sort of very high-end commercial judgments that we make. Then there was probably a, a bit of overhyping where people were like, oh, great, so there's going to be a button I can press that will give me the answers. And now I think we're settling into a period of, of, of the learning phase where um, lawyers are starting to work out where AI can play a role that um, can be very effective as part of the process. So, for example, in the in the due diligence review of documents in an M&A transaction, um, AI can be very good for what I might describe as a first pass or a day one answer. It's able to look at all the documents in a data room and come up with um, uh, an understanding of what's in there, what sort of uh, documents they are, they, are they leases, are they IP assignments, etc. what languages are they in, what's the governing law, etc. So you can actually put together a, a plan for how you're going to go and do the due diligence. It doesn't give you all the answers and doesn't tell you um, definitively that you know there are change of control clauses in these contracts and not these. That will come over time. So I think we're in a, in a moment now where it's starting to have impact um, and as more data is gathered and the AI um, engines are trained more and people get used to using them, I think it will have a more profound impact. I think in the world of smart contracts and blockchain, um, the impact on, on this, the profession at the moment is still very nascent. So there are a number of um, people tr- trying things. There are some experiments and some early platforms out there, and um, I guess the legal industry is watching those closely, and, and lawyers are doing a lot to kind of be a part of implementing those and understanding them. But that that sort of level of profound change hasn't yet happened, But uh, and it's probably been a bit slower over the last year than we may have anticipated a year ago. But we'll probably speed up over the five, five to ten years to come as... Um, as it starts to get some traction. And shifting gears for a moment, when it comes to intellectual property, are there any IP protections in place for the blockchain? Oh, interesting, for the blockchain itself. Um, and look, I, I, I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, I think, um, uh, you know, I, I would probably need to <laughs> get a bit of uh, detailed information from our um, our IP lawyers on that. I guess there's, cop- there's copyright uh, potential in in terms of uh, you know what people are actually um, placing on it, um, there's there's quite a bit of um, activity going on about whether um, blockchain technology could actually be um, a way of revolutionising the way people protect IP, not necessarily IP in the blockchain itself, but the blockchain protecting other IP. Um, for example, things that are normally not in a registration type system, such as copyright, um, actually being able to have a bit more of a registration approach and a way to 
monetize uh, that content using micropayments and micro-monetization, et cetera, using smart contracts um, with, with blockchain-registered IP. So, that, again, that's in the early days, but there are quite a few people trying things in that field. So I think blockchain itself, whether whether it's subject, it has its own IP protection, I'm not 100% sure, but it does have the potential to um, to play, a, a, I guess, a protecting and a monetizing role for other forms of IP. Well, that was my next question. How will blockchain itself help uh, register, store, and secure IP assets? Yeah, blockchain could uh, help with the registration and storing, I guess, because of that ability to create a, a sort of tokenized ownership um, a record and, and the ability to see how that ownership may have been dealt with, licensed, et cetera, and see the transactions that relate to it. Um, the ability for somebody to sort of store a piece of copyrighted material on the blockchain and have, a, I guess, an immutable record that that was theirs, that was it was created first. Um, you know, for those types of intellectual property at the moment, there aren't there aren't registration models. You can't sort of look them up. You have to kind of rely on um, assertions of ownership and, and and tracing that through in quite a complex way. So, um, I think there's 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 definitely potential for that. And as I said before, there are a number of um, Startup companies looking at ways to do that, um, and I guess the prize as well that comes from it is um, reducing the transaction cost to allow the owners of the IP to um, actually monetize that, um, with the promise of perhaps taking out some of some of the kind of intermediaries that exist in that industry between the consumer and the producer of of the content. Um, and so, yeah, as I said, um, it, it does have significant potential in that area, and that's a pretty exciting development. Um, although it's still still very early days. And to close, Sam, what kind of time frame are we looking at for the impact that blockchain and smart contracts will have in the legal industry here in Australia? It's difficult to say because I think these things can accelerate quite quickly. Um, I, I feel like over the over the past year or so, there's there's been um, a number of experiments and uh, quite a bit of work done by. Um, by lawyers at looking at, uh, at areas where this, where this could occur. I feel like we're probably a couple of years away from it, it really gaining enough commercial traction uh, to kind of change the way major complex uh, commercial transactions are done. But I think we'll start to see some, some new applications for perhaps smaller transactions that um, will begin to kind of show what's possible um, in the next couple of years. Thanks for taking the time to speak with me today, Sam. Much appreciated. Pleasure. Look forward to uh, the uh, conference next week. That was Sam Nicholas, a partner and the Chief Operating Officer at Gilbert & Tobin.